That night game was the coldest I might have been in my entire <laughs> life. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to play up the rivalry very much. So you could put me, you know, across the Hudson River. I can read the numbers off of that. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, episode 179. As we head to the Stadium Series outdoor game at MetLife Stadium, February 18th at 3 p.m., the Rangers and the host Islanders, because the Rangers cannot play a home game outside of Madison Square Garden. And hi, I'm your host, and joined very happily on this episode by my good friend and co-worker, longtime friend, Colin Stevenson, and we will be previewing that outdoor marquee event. Colin, you looking forward to this? You know, Andrew, this is going to be my first outdoor game. Really? I, I missed all the hype. You know, I was I was all the hockey when everybody was doing it. It was all the rage. I don't really understand what it's about, but, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's all about. You know what I mean? Like, and people are really into this stuff, so, like, I want to see what the hype's about. Well, let me tell you, I was I was working at a different paper, and I was covering the Rangers in 2014, when they played the Islanders at Yankee Stadium, and they had those the two games, the Rangers played the Devils, and then the Rangers played the Islanders. And I will tell you what, that night game was the coldest I might have been in my entire <laughs> life because the NHL, in its infinite wisdom, put an outdoor game at one of the only baseball stadiums that does not have glass for its press box. So we were just as exposed to the elements as every fan who paid to be there. Wine, wine, wine. I just know I was wearing two Stadium Series toques. <laughs> I was wearing three pairs of socks. I had long underwear on. I had gloves. I had... Yeah, so how do you type with gloves on? I couldn't. I, I Honestly, I mean, seriously... I had to abandon watching the game live from the press box. I had to retreat into a little office they had in the back of the press box and watch the game on TV because my fingers were not functioning. Oh, boy. MetLife Stadium, glass in the press box. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna be we're gonna be far from, from the surface too. Like that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and on this episode, Colin and I'll uh, uh discuss all things stadium series outdoor games. We'll also hear from Bo Horvat on a number of number of uh topics, and then also we'll play some audio from Adam Pellick who has uh, luckily come back, um, did not suffer what we all thought was a pretty severe head injury, wound up only missing one game. We'll hear from Adam Pellick later on. And uh, so, Colin, the, the outdoor game, and they're, they're doing it, the NHL's doing a big production. They got the Flyers and Devils at MetLife Stadium on Saturday night, and then uh, the, the the Rangers, Islanders, 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. The weather is supposed to be absolutely perfect for an outdoor yeah. game, which means partly cloudy, so there's no glare off the ice, temperatures right. around 38 degrees, 
Doesn't look like there's any precipitation. So all, uh, all systems seem to be go. How much of this is going to be the event? And how much of this is going to be a Ranger Islander game? You know, we, we, we don't get a lot of them anymore. This is, uh, <laughs> this first is the first one all season. So, uh, you know, which, which of this is, to you, is it going to be more of? I think the outdoor game. I mean, you know, you, you do you do play Rangers Islanders four times a season, um, every season. Uh, you, you don't get outdoor games that often. This is just this is the first. I'm I'm covering the Rangers five years, and this will be my first one. So, uh, I think uh, I think you have to say the outdoor game takes precedence over the Rangers Islanders, and then uh, you know for for the you know there's still three more to go after that, right? So. Um, yeah, you, know, you can have Rangers Islanders for for one of those other three. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, In fact, one of the one of the, the second one is on St. Patrick's Day. So, like, you could argue that St. Patrick's Day is going to take precedence over Rangers Islanders that day too. So, you know, but I digress. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I I mean we we we've just we've discussed this previously. Just how this is these teams should be playing a lot more. Uh, than than they are, but that that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, what do you uh, you know the, the 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 two teams seem to be going in somewhat different directions right now. The the Rangers yeah. have come out of the All Star break, seem to have regained whatever mojo yes. they had at the beginning of the season. The Islanders, you know, a lot of. A lot of copies being written because they have Patrick Waugh now, but still, you know, as we speak, Patrick Waugh is just 3-3-2 three, three, and two with his no t- new team, so the Islanders are still kind of chugging along at this mediocre level they've been at all season. Yeah, I mean, the, the Rangers were just through that, but they got off to such a great start, um, you know, the first quarter of the season. Um, they were 18-4-1, so then when they went 12-12-2 over the next you know, 26 games. Everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with the Rangers? You know, 500 hockey, they're blah, they can't do this, they can't do that. But they had that that fast start to kind of hold them, you know, and, and kind of keep them afloat, if you will. And now they've come out of, you know, the, the All-Star break came at a good time for them. And they've, um, they've come out, you know, guns blazing since the All-Star break. I, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I think this is a, another fast start for them. I don't know necessarily how sustainable it is. I mean, they still do have some um, pretty obvious flaws in their their roster makeup. Uh, so I don't don't really know. But as long as you're winning games, you know, they're, they've won five in a row at this point. You know they're they're collecting points and they're getting closer and and so they have a different set of problems than the Islanders do. But I, I I'm not quite sure I can promise you that the Rangers are as good as their present record might seem to indicate. Right. Whereas no, it does it does. I think that's what's been written about the Rangers pretty much all season. That a lot of it was. They got off to the fast start, a little bit of smoke and mirrors, and, you know, how good a team they really are. Whereas, unfortunately, with the Islanders, I think what you're seeing really is what you might be getting. This this might be the level they're at. And and if that's the case, I, I don't know that they're a playoff team. 
this game, you know, while while the island while, while while the rest of the teams in the Eastern Conference that the Islanders are trying to beat out for a playoff spot are playing multiple games this week. The the Islanders lost a two one shootout to the Kraken on 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 Tuesday. Yeah. That and was huge. Yeah, huge. That was a must win. That might have yeah. that might have been the game that really tells you, you know what, they're really not making the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, I read your lead on on that story, and it was it was. <laughs> I thought it was a, a really telling lead and a great lead. You know, he got a lot of time till the next game, but <laughs> nope. don't have a lot of time left in the season. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, twenty nine games. Uh, the you know, in twenty eight after the stadium series game. Yeah. So uh, I I know you've been you know kind of focused obviously on the Rangers. Um, I don't know how much of the Islanders you've been able to see or how much of Patrick Waugh you've been able to see. But you know, from outside the Islanders' room, what is the perception of what they are doing and what they did do hiring Patrick Waugh to replace Lane Lambert on Jan- January twentieth? I think everybody was excited about it. I mean, I think uh, it, it's as Lou is wont to do. I mean, he, he caught everybody by surprise in, in hiring uh, Wah, and uh, there's there's been a lot of uh, I think a lot of excitement to have Wah back in the league and and to have him in a you know in a me, in a big media market like this. And um, you know he's he's great for media. Um, so I think we're all excited to see it. But you know I think the 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 uh, the sense I get from from outside the room, as it were, is that I don't think people really take the Islanders all that seriously in terms of being, you know, a threat um, to make the playoffs. And and it, and you know, I look at their record, and it's all these loser points. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you know, if you're gonna play overtime games, you gotta win them once in a while. You can't just be <laughs> losing them all and losing them in shootouts and. You know they've got too many loser points. I mean, some of those needed to be wins. I mean, if they if they could have just won, you know, a half of those, yeah, uh, instead of losing all of those or won a third of them, I, I don't know. They just needed to win more than they did. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we've all said, you know, for years now, the Islanders are old. That fourth line is old, and all these guys are old. They're really not that old. I mean, like they freshened it up. I mean, Horvat obviously is not an old guy. He's good. Good player. I mean, I saw bars. I do see a little bit of the Islanders, as, as I've said on this podcast before. You know, my son's a big Islander fan, so when I'm home um, and the Islanders are playing, you know, often you know I will watch the game with them. So I do see a, a, a fair amount of the Islanders. Not every game, certainly. I do try and keep up by reading your stuff and reading, you know, other people's stuff. But uh, so I, I have a working knowledge of what's going on with them. But yeah, no, I, I've always felt like they were. Uh, you know, a bubble team at best. Um, and that's what they are. And, but in, in a sense, isn't that more exciting? Like every <laughs> game means something. You know what I mean? Like, this, this, this game against the Rangers is a must win. Yeah, it's a <laughs> so, hundred percent a must win. Yeah, yeah, no. So, uh, um, we're going to get back to this discussion in a minute. As I said, I had a chance to sit down with Bo Horvat in the Islanders' room. We went over a bunch of subjects, including playing in an outdoor game. We started, though, with the Islanders' need to sort of be better offensively and the stuff that Patrick Waugh is 
talking about. And we also got into a discussion. If you watch the game against Seattle on Tuesday, there was a shift there in the second period where Horvat's line, um, along with uh, Romanov and Dobson, uh, variously got caught out on the ice anywhere from about two minutes, 35 seconds, I think was the shortest shift to over three minutes for the defenseman, I think. So we, we, we chatted a I little bit. I actually saw that shift. I, mean, <laughs> I was watching it with my son and, and I, we, yeah, like that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Was, but they, they survived it. They, they did. And, and, and we talk about it and uh, here's, here's what Bo Horvat had to say about a, a, a bunch of different things. I'm sure you've been asked about the, you know, the objective today, right? Um, we, we, were, we talked a little bit after the game. Just like, what, what will drive more puck possession? Is, is it the physicality? Is it the wearing the, the team down with the forecheck? Or, you know, what, what will help you guys out? Yeah, I think uh, honestly a little bit of both. Um, for me, I think... I think a practice like today and winning those one-on-one battles and, and lugging pucks and, yeah. and wearing them down and not letting them get possession and, and holding on to pucks, I think, is going to help us for sure in the long run. Yeah. Is it, are you guys seeing stuff on video? You know, where you is it very clear on video, you know, what is not in the game right now? Yeah, I mean, um, for us, I think it's we have a little bit too many turnovers, I think. Um, turn the puck over too much. Like, when we have the puck, we're really good. You yeah. know, we're... We're creating a lot. We're, we're not just giving, you know, dumping it every time. And we're kind of holding it, letting us get back with speed. So uh, a lot of that's changed in our game. It's just a matter of making those plays when they're there. You know, they instead of you know, trying to make the perfect play, is you know, the simple play to, to get pucks back in, in good positions. And that's going to help us out for sure. Is this, I don't want to say to be expected, but you bring in a new coach in, right? Usually a team gets a little bit of a, you know, a kick when a new coach comes in. And then you get the plateau and where things are really trying to sort themselves out. Is that where you are now? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think I said earlier, like, we're doing a lot of good things. And we're doing a lot of good, like, a lot of things a lot better yeah. um, than we were at the beginning of the year. Like you said, the puck possession time. And I think we're closing on teams a lot quicker. We're spending a lot less time in our end minus yeah. that shift last game. That, that sucked. But, I mean, um, you know, it's just a matter of putting it all together now, right? And, yeah. Um, it's getting there, and, and we're just going to get more comfortable as, as the season goes on. And, but we need to get comfortable quick because, you know, it's it's, uh, it's winding down. We're getting down to the wire here, so we got to get going. You, you bring that shift. I didn't get a chance to ask you after the game last night. How do you just mentally get through? I mean, you didn't give up a goal. No, yeah. <laughs> and, you know what? They, they didn't get a, like, a crazy amount of shots either. They just kind of kept it on the outside. And, yeah. You know, when you're in those positions, you're just trying to – get in front of guys or you know just limit their their great egg opportunities so you know for how tired our d were um they had a long shift before that um for how um tired everybody was i thought we did a pretty good job you know it sucks obviously when you're in that position but um we handled it and we didn't get scored on so that's all that matters it was i think two and a half three minutes what's the x mark going into it where the legs just sort of give out (laughs) Yeah, probably on the two-minute mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no good time, right, when you're in your end that uh, that long. But um, again, I was just happy we didn't get scored on. Yeah, and just lastly, obviously, big week this week. Did you play outdoors with the Canucks? No, 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 we had no outdoor game. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've never 
had an outdoor game or experienced anything like this. So that's um, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. What are you most looking forward to? Is it the fact that your family's sharing this with you, or is it the fact that the spotlight, you know, the whole league is basically going to yeah. be watching? You no, know, I think that's it. Honestly, it's just well, obviously my family. Um, having them going to be at the skate tomorrow and um, enjoying, you know, that, that experience with me is going to be awesome. But, I mean, yeah, you're playing in front of, I don't know how many thousands of people. Yeah, 75,000 yeah, 75, people. I mean, that's... Yeah. You don't get that every day, so um, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty incredible, and um, can't wait to, to get a win. You know, obviously Patrick is a goalie, right? Not many goalies have become NHL head coaches. Is that, do you have a theory behind that, or is it just because goalies are so out of their minds? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they, everybody has their theories on goalies, right? But I mean, um, it's just Patrick just has a love for the game. You yeah, know, he just. He, like you said, he he could be in Florida golfing and yeah. you know just enjoying his his retirement yeah. and doing his thing. But he has such a passion for the game that he wants to come and and help share what he's done and 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 share his knowledge of the game and and, and win again. You know, it's yeah. such a contagious feeling is winning and I mean I think obviously he's had so much success that he wants to get back to the top again and you know he can't do it as a player anymore so I think he wants to do it as a coach and you know you you want to play for a guy like that so um, you know I'm, I'm really happy he's here he's been great and um, I just want to win for him. Do you find I mean do you look at him as an next goal do you do you in your conversations with you, do you sense that he has seen the game differently than maybe, say, a defenseman or a forward? For coaching? sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, he always has little tidbits of uh, where you sometimes, where to shoot on goalies, yeah. where he thinks he can take advantage. Um, but he has such a knowledge for different parts of the game, too, where, you know, where a guy like him, he's seen the whole game in front of him uh, his entire career, right? So, um, no, it's, it's cool to, to pick his brain that way, and he's got a lot of good stuff. Now, Colin, you, you, you mentioned uh, the Islanders and perhaps getting a little bit older here, right? Um, so we're, I think they've gotten younger, though. Like, I mean, they've, got, they've, they've, you know, they've gotten rid of some people, and they've gotten in some younger people. I really like that Romanov, and yeah. Dobson seems to be like, uh, you know, like, blossoming and uh you know even though i know that you've talked about him uh you know being in discussion for norris trophy and things like that so i mean like they, they he they, you know they, they're trying to turn over the roster uh and they are doing that i mean they didn't bring back zach parisi who was an old guy um well that that was he, more zach parisi didn't come back <laughs> well yes but i mean you know you lose zach parisi and you have holmstrom and wallstrom and uh so you are getting younger in certain spots i mean uh, you know it just it just does seem to me that, you know, that, that group, that core group that sort of went to back to back final fours is aging. And, uh, you know, and so I do think that the window's closing and, you know, it's, it's desperation time. I think, I mean, they, they have to make the playoffs and, and, you know, I think they've left it, you know, they've, they've not done themselves favors. As as we mentioned, the loser points, they should have won some of those games. There's too many games that they, that they lost in overtime or a shootout that they should have won, you know, where they blew a lead or something. So now they're at the stage where it's desperation time and they've pretty much got to win every game here on in. So, I mean, you know, it should make for, for some exciting games to watch and, you know, and, and uh, beginning with this, this one, 
you know, against the Rangers outdoors on Sunday. Well, uh, in saying that the Islanders were old, what I was going to say is, so the Islanders and Rangers played in a stadium series game way back in uh, 2014, right? The Islanders still have four players on their roster who played in that game. Really? Yeah, they, you got, you got uh, if I'm getting this right, you got Anders Lee, you got Cal Clutterbuck, you got Matt Martin, I believe Casey Sezi, or Brock Nelson was in that game. Maybe it wasn't Anders Lee, maybe it was the, uh, the identity line with uh, Brock Nelson, but you got guys, a bunch of them who... the Rangers have anybody. Well, I was going to ask you, was, wasn't Chris Kreider in that game? I don't know. I know he came up that season. I thought he joined them for the playoffs, but maybe uh, maybe he came up for that game. I don't It was before my time, but, you know, but I, I was I thought that he had come up for the playoffs and and not in time for that. All right. Uh, well, I mean, so the, the the Rangers beat the Islanders 2-1 January 29th, 2014. I, I mean, I guess I was going to ask you if, if Crides had spoken about that game at all, but uh, I apparently not. So Brock Nelson uh, was definitely in that game. How could I have forgotten? He scored the uh, the only goal for the Islanders, and that was, uh, you know, uh, in the second, late in the second period to give the Islanders the one nothing lead. <laughs> and uh, he's the answer to a, a, a trivia question of, you know, who's the first Islander to score in an outdoor game, actually the only Islander to score in an outdoor game. You want to take a uh, a wild guess at, at the two Ranger goals in that game? Um, I wouldn't have the slightest idea. <laughs> I will give it to you. You got Benoit Puglio, if you remember Benoit. And uh, also, Daniel Carcillo scored the winner. I'm sorry, what? Dan, Dan Carcillo scored the winner. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, uh, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and again, that, that goes to my point that, you know, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the Rangers or the Islanders had uh, four players in that game. And I'm sorry, my, uh, my laptop is really fritzing out. I'm trying to uh, look something up, and my laptop is just not allowing me to do anything here. So uh, I apologize for that. As what I, do you want to look up, man? I'm trying here to uh, get the, uh, the the total box score. Here we go. Um, yeah, so the, Ra- the Islanders had Casey Sezakis, Cal Clutterbuck, um, oh boy, Brock Nelson, as I said, and Matt Martin was in that game. So those were the four and I am absolutely done. Uh, you know, Chris Kreider, uh, I believe was in that game as well. I am, I am done playing with this laptop. As soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going to open my window and just hurl it out the window. (laughs) Easy, easy now. Easy now. Uh, Yeah. So, as the teams match up, I mean, I I don't know how much the Rangers have started talking about the outdoor game. I know they got a game to play before getting there. The Islanders have obviously started being asked questions about it. And I asked Cal Clutterbuck the difference between playing 
in an outdoor game and playing in an indoor game and the bigness of it. And he said, he goes, well, let me put it to you this way. You ever play a pickup basketball game at an elementary school gymnasium? And I said, yes, yes, I have. And he goes, okay, now imagine taking all those people and going to play that game at the United Center. (laughs) So... Yeah, he said absolutely everything is different. The sight lines are different. The way things, the depth perception is different. The fact that there are 75,000 people watching you, everything is different. Um, You know, the, the Rangers as an organization have a little bit more you know, history or they have more experience with this, these outdoor games. For, from your dressing room, any preliminary thoughts on, you know, how they're going to attack this? No, I, I think that uh, they'll probably do it um, and, and just try and, and make it as normal as possible. Like, that's, that's always the thing whenever the Rangers do play the Islanders in any scenario. You know, the Islanders... It means so much to the fans, but it, it always seems to mean more to the Islanders than it does to the Rangers. The Rangers would just rather be playing Team X. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, because they're just trying to focus on, on themselves and getting the, the, you know, whatever, the two points and things like that. And that's, you know, and I've done, and I've done this, you know, Andrew, you know, having been around and, and covering all these various teams, I've done a lot of these sort of rivalry, you know, whether it's Seton Hall basketball versus St. John's or Seton Hall versus Rutgers or something, you know, that, that second team in the market, it always means more to them. Yeah. You know, whether it's Mets versus Yankees or, um, you know, Nets versus Knicks or something like that, it always means more to the second team. The, the team that is the more popular team, would rather just play the game and you know against the generic team and it, it's you know they you know they might get up to play you know like the Knicks might get up to play the Lakers and the, you know the Rangers might get up to play you know quote unquote original six or something like that but I think um, <clears throat> you know at least before the game they'd rather not think about the rivalry so much like once they get on the ice and. You know, they know these guys and, you know, then, then the rivalry can maybe come through. But they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to play up the rivalry very much. And speci- and especially since they do have a game, you know, as we speak, um, they still have a game to play before that outdoor game. So they, they haven't really even uh, addressed it uh, as of yet. I know uh, one of the with the side stories, whenever the now the Rangers and the Islanders play are, you know, the, the, the two Russian goalies, Ilya yes. and, and Igor. And, uh, you know, I, I covered Igor Shosturkin up in Toronto when he was at the All-Star game. He, I know he's been having a rough season. He was not the jolly guy up in Toronto that he had been the year before down in Florida because his buddy Ilya was there. Right? So, right, 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 right. Um, he's played better out of the stretch. Um, Ilya Sorokin continues to, you know, put in these really strong, borderline great performances that you think should be getting the the rain, the the Islanders two points. And like you said earlier, it just turns into loser points. And uh, there is a frustration there on Ilya Sorokin's part, but. Uh, I, I think whenever the Rangers and Islanders play, both goalies seem to 
you know, whether they say it or not, I know they want to raise their game to show off, you know, or to prove they're better than their best friend, you know, who's 200 yes. feet down the ice. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the case. Uh, you know, that is, well, I mean, I, I don't know Sorokin at all, but I can tell you with, with Shesterkin that that is definitely something he does get a charge out of playing better, you know, when he's, when he's opposing a guy that, um, that he, in, in the case of Sorokin, that he's very, very close to and has a friendly rivalry. In the case of, say, uh, Alexander Georgiev, um, who I don't think they particularly get along, uh, or in the case of, um, uh, the, you know, the guy in Tampa, uh, Vasilevsky, Andre Vasilevsky, you know, he, you know, I think he, you know, Igor does like to raise his game when he's playing one of those guys. But, uh, and so, yeah, it's, and so that does make for a, for a good game always when the goalies are, are sharp. I mean, you know, look, the Rangers, whatever they have, you know, Temi Panarin's having an MVP uh, caliber type season. Uh, I don't want to say he's a favorite for the MVP. I don't think that that's true, but he's, he's certainly in the conversation of guys that are, that, that is, that, you know, that, that have to be in that conversation. So, um, you know, so he's there and they have, you know, various other people, Adam Fox is, you know, uh, one of the league's better, you know, runner-up for the Norris Trophy last year. Um, so they, they have talent in front of them. But I think uh, Shesterkin is the guy um, that the Rangers need more than any of those other guys to, to be um, elite. And he hasn't been this season. Uh, although, as you say, he's come out of the break. You know, he, he, he watched Jonathan Quick play a couple games out of the break, the first two games out of the break. And he's played the last two games against Chicago. And... You know, he played really, you know, really well against... Uh, was the Flames? The, the Flames were... The Flames, yeah, the yeah. Calgary. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so, you know, I mean, the, the, the Rangers' season, you know, and, and their their prospects will hinge on, on whether Igor can stabilize and kind of get back to to the guy that, you know, that he has been for his first, you know, few years in the league. Um, but I think, you know, looking at Sorokin at the other end of the ice is, is going to be a, a big motivator for him. We'll pick this up in a, in a couple of minutes. Like I said, we have some audio. Uh, did an interview with Adam Pellick. Uh, Pellick, of course, went down hard when uh, the Canadian's Brendan Gallagher drove his elbow arm up into Pellick's head. In Montreal, Patrick was. Doesn't seem very friendly. No, and uh, Gallagher gets the five-game suspension for the illegal hit to the head. Pellick only winds up missing one game, and that was in part because the eight-day All-Star break that the Islanders had. I think he was very lucky there. Um, I had a chance to talk to Adam about that scenario and also what Patrick Waugh is looking for the defenseman, how how he's trying to change up uh, how the defensemen are playing compared to uh, uh, under Lane Lambert or, or Barry Trotz. So we chatted about that, and here's uh, Adam Pellick. How did you approach that? Kind of what was the fear in there? Um, I mean, I guess you just approach it like any other you know, injury. Yeah. Uh, it just takes time. Uh, thankfully... You know, within a few days, I felt pretty good, and then I progressed pretty quickly, and I'm definitely glad that, yeah. um, you know, it was only, you know, that it wasn't a long-term thing. So, it was, I mean, 
the progression was a lot different from last year? Yeah, a lot different. Um, I mean, last year I was out for nearly two months, right? Yeah. So things just progressed a lot quicker, so I was definitely uh, relieved. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Did, I, I know you had said the other day it took you a while to go back and see the hit. When, when you, you know, when you did take a look at it, you know, what were your thoughts on it? Honestly, I'd rather, I'd rather not say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and just, you know, <laughs> I guess it goes without saying, like. That break came at the right time for you, right? You, know, you only missed the one game? Uh, yeah, I only missed the one game. Uh, I got a kind of chance to just, like, take it easy for a few days and yeah. kind of let my uh, whatever body recover. So, yeah, I think uh, the break came at a good time for sure. Um, with, with, with what Patrick's brought in here, does it make it easier on the defensemen? Do you have more responsibilities? You know, I know there have been some subtle changes or yeah. not some subtle changes. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's different, but I think everyone uh, everyone likes it. Yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, maybe maybe more responsibility, but also. Um, a little more free, yeah. especially in the defensive zone. So I think that as you know, a decor we like that. We like having the ability to uh, kind of just like know who our guy is and go try to eliminate him, yeah. uh, rather than having to worry about other stuff. So um, I think the changes have been good for us. I love the way we've been playing, and uh, yeah, especially in the D zone. Does it? I mean, I, I know the way Barry and Lane played, but was it more like this when you first came up, or is this really sort of new for you? Um, I think it was probably a little more like this when I first came up. Right. Honestly, I don't exactly remember exactly what all the systems were and everything from you know nine years ago. Yeah. But I think it was maybe a little more like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just. It, what does it allow you to do as a defenseman, not just in the D zone, but in terms of starting that transition? Um, yeah, so I think uh, neutral zone, uh, a lot more freedom to kind of hold on to the puck, um, let us kind of get into our structure, let a line change happen, or let you know someone come low and get some speed, and then uh, kind of go from there. Uh, and in the O zone, um, more freedom to kind of spread it out, possess the puck, yeah. and uh, and kind of wait for uh, for an opportunity. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's fun to, it's fun as a player to have the freedom to do those kind of things, but at the same time with it comes responsibility to mm. you know make smart decisions. Optimistic. I mean, I know how confident you guys always are about yourselves, but. What, what kind of optimism is there coming out of the break, knowing, you know, even though the results weren't there, knowing how you were playing going into the break? Yeah, know. yeah, no, no, we were definitely optimistic. Uh, like you said, the results weren't necessarily there, um, but we played really well. Like the Vegas game, we played great. Um, in Montreal, after the first 10 minutes, we played pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of optimism. Uh, and you know now it's a sprint to the end, and we just got to be collecting points. I know it's uh, it's tight in the standings as it always is, and uh, yeah, I think we definitely feel like we have some momentum heading into the final stretch. Just one last one. I know you hate this subject, so I apologize. But just as an athlete, right? What philosophy? Do you guys have about injuries that it's just part of the job description, or do you worry long term about the injuries? 
Um, honestly, not really. I don't really worry long term. Um, yeah, it's just part of the job. Like we're all so used to it. Like you know, myself especially. Like I've unfortunately had a lot of injuries. I mean, at least kind of the freaky injuries are kind of just come with it. But, yeah. I mean, you need to do everything you can to take care of your body in the summer, uh, basically every day during the season to yeah. give yourself the best chance to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But even if you do that, I mean, odds are you're going you're gonna to have to deal with some injuries. Yeah. Um, I think if you really start worrying about whatever the long-term implications, then that's not necessarily where you want your mind to be at yeah. as an athlete. So... Yeah, I think you just kind of try to be in the present and focus. Like, for us, it's such a one-day-at-a-time mentality, one game at a time. Yeah. So I think that that applies to, you know, a lot of different aspects of our everyday life. Now, before wrapping up, I I wanted to circle back to the goalies here. And, again, I know a Islanders podcast here. If you remember, we spoke in the preseason – and Genius Boy over here said, I think the Islanders are going to finish ahead of the Rangers because I think the Islanders are going to get more points out of their backup goalie, Semyon Varlamov, than the Rangers will get out of what I considered or thought to be, I think, along with most of the NHL, a spent Jonathan Quick. So I just wanted to say... 29 games left in the Islanders season, I might have been wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, like Jonathan Quicks had, had a really nice year for the Rangers um, <clears throat> since day one, really. I mean, he had a, a lousy preseason, um, but since day one of the regular season, he's been good, and he's been a surprise. He's been Actually, he's helped them quite a bit because in that stretch where he really was trying to find himself, I mean, at least they knew that if they needed to give Igor a night off, they could. Yeah. You know? I mean, they didn't have to throw him out there. And then that's what they did coming out of the, the, the uh, All-Star break. You know, Quick was going to get the first game uh, regardless. And uh, and he played so well in that first game that they they let him play the second game. Um, and, and and Igor ended up having – he went actually two weeks between starts, you know, with the, with the break, the All-Star break in between. So – you know, he's, he's been, uh, the quick has been, uh, you know, a really um, pleasant, I don't want to say pleasant surprise, but, you know, he's, he's been a, a, a real nice addition for them, and he's, and he's really contributed to, to what they've accomplished so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I sort of want to leave it off here. The Islanders at practice on Wednesday sort of, I mean, we've seen the jerseys. You know, the Islanders are going to be in a, a darker blue with an orange band around the uh, uh, the torso, just says Isles in all cap block letters. They showed off their uh, helmets today. Looked yeah, like... I saw your, I saw your <laughs> video, your pictures of the helmets. Those yeah. are nice looking. Yeah, yeah, the players the players think they're really sweet. Um, yeah. Darker blue NY in the uh, in that orange color, not the, uh, the, the regular jersey orange, but a sort of more of a rusty orange. Big NY on one side of the helmet, Big numbers in that rusty sort of orange on the other side, and uh, so that's going to be the uh, the Islanders get up. the uh, The socks are blue with that one orange band. The Rangers are coming out with a, a white um, clean clean it's a clean look. Just says NYR and diagonal. Wow. 
Yeah, what, what do you think, uh, well, first, what do you make of the uh, the Islanders' jerseys, and uh, how do you think they compare to the, uh, the what the Rangers are going to wear on, on Sunday? I, I, I like them both, actually. I, I You know, I'm not, me personally as a guy, I'm not one that gets terribly excited about third jerseys and alternate jerseys and stuff like that. I mean, I like... I like the look. I mean, I like the Rangers jersey for the Rangers. I like the Islanders jersey for the Islanders. I mean, and, and these alternate jerseys and special event jerseys and stuff. I mean, I just, you know, it's kind of mildly interesting to me. But I do like them. I think they're both clean and and uh, a different look. And I think, uh, you know, listen, it's it's a way for the teams to tap into revenue streams and, and make some money off it because I think people are going to buy them. So, yeah. good for them. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I, I approach this, I, I think, like my friend Chris King or any broadcaster would, which is, can I read the numbers yeah. from the press box? <laughs> and look, the, the, the Islanders alternate jerseys, the, uh, the old stadium series, the blue with the NY on the front, those numbers are not as easy to read from the press box upstairs. Therefore, they are not my favorite jerseys. I like, right, right, I like right. the clean... Islanders home blues. I, I like that. I love their white jerseys even more. I can read those numbers. You could put me, you know, across the Hudson River. I can read the numbers off of that, right? I'm not sure sitting up, you know, 30 stories in the air at the MetLife press box, whether I'm going to be able to read rusty orange numbers on a dark blue jersey. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, buddy? Like, you, you've been around. You know these guys. You know how yeah. they skate. You'll yeah. know. There's there's no chance. You'll know who's on the ice. I mean, I'm not worried about you. You're a pro. Yeah, no, I, I'll know who number 30 is and who number 31 <laughs> is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna have a good time on Sunday, right? It's gonna be I'm looking forward to it. It'll be the first time we see each other all season. I know it's crazy. It's gonna be you, me, Mister Neil Best is gonna join us, and uh, maybe we can all uh, get together after the game and uh, talk around a uh, cell phone as well. <laughs> yeah, let, let's pot again like that. You know what the heck, man? I, you know we. We, we we need more laughter in our lives. And, you know, I think I think we should do this more often. Let's let's do it. Let's see if we can talk Mark into you know, letting us uh, letting us do one more. Yeah, at our age, yeah, we need all the laughter we can get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a conversation. Uh, I think I told you this. I had a conversation with Oliver Wallstrom the other day, and he was you know we were chatting about the ups and downs in his in his season, and he, he said, quote-unquote, or paraphrasing, yeah, you know, I'm going through ups and downs. I'd rather be going through ups and downs at 23 than when, you know, I'm older and, you know, I'm, I'm deeper into my career. I'd rather get it out of the way now. And I, I just sort of blurted out without thinking. I was like, yeah, everything's harder when you're old. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Please, 23 years old. I got t-shirts older than that. I, got, I, I probably have underwear older than that. Oh, there, there's times I come in. Can we into, say underwear on your podcast, by the way? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can call them men's briefs, you know, and maybe, maybe we'll get a Hanes sponsorship out of it if we say it enough. But uh, <laughs> I, I do, it, it, 23, 23 years old, uh, what is that? That's 2001, right? What, uh, the birth year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, although, <clears throat> but so I, you know, like we just had, you know, we have, we have 
Kapokaku is in a similar situation. Yeah. He just turned 23. Actually, you know, as we speak, it's 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 yesterday that, he, that it was his birthday. And, <clears throat> you know, it's still young. It's, it's young to you and I. Yeah. But, you know, for hockey players... I don't know how how young that is anymore, especially when you've been in the league for a number of years. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's less about you know the actual age on the calendar and how many years you've been in the league. I think for for guys like that, so you know, I mean, he's twenty three, but he's getting old fast. I think. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, my point was, you know, talking about having clothes older than you know. I, I'll walk into the Islanders' room some sometimes. I have a really nice fleece. I got for covering the 2000 U.S. Open tennis tournament oh that God. says 2000 oh, on it. So I'm literally announcing the fact that I'm wearing a 24-year-old fleece in the room. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's older than some of these guys. Huh? Yeah, crazy. yeah, it's older than my younger daughter. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah. No. Hey, listen, as, as my brother always used to say to me, consider the alternative, man. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, very happy to be on the other side of things still. Um, not to get morbid, Colin, we will continue this uh, after Sunday's game. Hopefully we wrote Neil Best into it. I want to, uh, even though they didn't know it, I, I appreciate Bo Horvat and Adam Pellick being roped into all of this. And uh, <laughs> you can find everything leading up to the Stadium Series game at newsday.com backslash sports. Colin, I appreciate you hopping on. I'm really looking forward to Sunday and uh, getting to hang out with you uh, for a full day here. Oh, it's a, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to be sick of having fun. <laughs> not as much fun as maybe the uh, NHL draft in Vegas this summer. But no, we, hey, shh. <laughs> sh- let's not talk about yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, editors, it's going to be all work, all work. <laughs> <laughs> all work and no play. All work, no play. And that brings us to the end of episode 179 of Newsday's Island Ice podcast. Thank you so much for listening and... Happy hockey, everybody.